Hello, everyone. Welcome again to Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast hosted by myself, Moyatu Banyakista. Today, I want to talk about a topic that is really dear to me as it relates to communities of women. And so today, I really want to talk about thriving through community, flourishing through women who show up. How do women show up for each other? This season being my birthday, I have been truly reflecting on what it means to show up and the women who have showed up for me. I can say firsthand, God has always used women to open doors for me. I have seen the hand of God in every aspect of my walk, particularly this year, and how he has used women who are either in my circle or out of my circle to send the point home that indeed, when we as women show up for each other, incredible things happen. I know it sounds really cliche, but in my life, being on this earth for 35 years, I've seen it really manifest that truly it has been women who God has used for me to receive the opportunities, bless others with opportunities, etc. So one thing I know is that, you know, with this huge kind of women's empowerment wave that has been taking storm, I think, within the last, I want to say almost decade, particularly with younger women, there are several hashtags that truly are trying to promote this, right? Whether it's the women supporting women hashtag or uh, collaboration over competition hashtag, right? So this is even a conversation that is happening in digital spaces as well as offline because there's also experiences myself and I think several women have had in spaces where women are supposed to be uplifting each other and unfortunately the opposite happening. So from those experiences and having kind of this supportive environment as a counter experience shows has shown me really the value of having women in my corner. So... One of the things that really I think is really important is that we as women must continue to push ourselves out of our comfort zones and beyond the belief of what serves us versus how can we serve others. I think women have the innate nature of being of service and of sacrificing, sometimes even to a detriment. But I'm thinking of more intentional, healthy support and what that looks like. Because I believe that it is in selfness and sacrifice that we build true, authentic communities of women showing up for each other. It starts with the smallest things, right? Picking up that phone call when that sister is calling you and showing up for her in that conversation. The idea of really, you know, showing up to a graduation, something maybe perhaps you hadn't planned for, but is important, you know. So really the idea of showing up goes beyond this, in a sense, sometimes what may appear as a cliche sense of women supporting each other. How do we truly show up? And it is beyond just what we see on, on the digital space, you know, whether it's like you posting photos with a bunch of women that you think are amazing and things like that, but really living that and really walking that truth and, and honoring that with women communities that we create. So One of the things that's actually really vital is really, truly being able to craft out those spaces where women support each other. And I think over the course of the years in my work, I've seen just in more of the informal interaction that I've had, the magnitude of these subtle ways of how women show up. So that's really what I want to talk about. 
I want to talk about these subtle ways that women show up for each other that are never documented necessarily, that are never publicized necessarily, but are critical. And I've seen how those subtle things that women have done for me have really pushed my career and my personal wellness to a whole other point of being. So I want to start with the first I want to talk about what are some of the ways that we need to be showing up for each other and what that has really looked like in my life. The first piece is offer a hand of support when a friend needs help, right? That sounds so like, duh, that's what people should do. But you'd be surprised how sometimes we get so busy in our everyday lives where we neglect some of these things. And when I say friend, I'm speaking of, you know, a positive, mutual, balanced relationship that you have with another sister friend of yours. I remember one time my grand aunt, who I was really close to, passed away, and I truly wanted to be in Sierra Leone for her funeral. I couldn't make it because it happened so at such a um, tough time that within the time that I could have made it to Sierra Leone, And the time that I had to prepare, it was just too short. And I became so depressed and so disappointed because I wanted to really be there. Now, I knew that the December holidays were coming up and I knew that a memorial service was going to be held for my grandmother. And I had no plans to go to Sierra Leone that year, but I really, truly wanted to be there to ensure that I was really there to say goodbye to my grandaunt. Well, she's like a grandmother to me. And so without even me knowing, two of my sisters, my good sister friends, organized basically and asked my community of women to support and invest in any way possible for me to be able to really go and be with my grandma. And I think they were able to raise more than half of what my ticket would cost. So then I didn't necessarily have to worry about, you know, the whole cost of the ticket, which sometimes runs fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars So that was really a blessing to me, and it meant the world for me to be able to be in Sierra Leone for the memorial and also be chosen as one of the grandchildren to read her tribute during her memorial service. It meant the world to me. And it it was in a subtle way that these sister friends showed up. They offered a hand of support by building up my community of women that they knew and asked them to sow this seed for me to be able to go see my grandmother. The next thing I want to talk about is the importance of vouching for each other for opportunities. You know, sometimes we think it's like going to kill us if we just literally share information with others. And I've seen so many people. I mean, it could be like, where'd you get that dress from? And then all of a sudden the person acts weird or goes quiet. (laughs) Um, to the complete opposite of the spectrum where the person's like, here's the link, go buy it. I even had it on sale. Here's my coupon. You can even log into my Amazon Prime account. I mean, just like the complete opposite sides. And I've seen how the energy shifts from this notion of uh, support and love versus sometimes what manifests. But today, I really want to focus on kind of the positive aspect of how we support each other. So I'll give an example of what it means to vouch for each each other for opportunities. Last year in November, I was in Mauritius speaking um, at the African Philanthropy Forum's um, event. And 
African Philanthropy Networks event, and I was asked to speak about my work with women entrepreneurs. So I, I gave a panel discussion around the importance of, you know, how women social entrepreneurs give back and philanthropy and that linkage. And I sat on a youth panel with fellow youth participants and the panel went really well. I think at the end of everything, um, I think during the party, they had a party for for us. It was about 200 or 300 delegates who came to this gathering. At the end of it, a, um, a lady who I had never met came up to me and said, you know, I really enjoyed your presentation. I'd love to keep in touch, etc." Now, this woman worked for like, you know, the Ford Foundation, really amazing lady, really great spirit. And so I said, sure, let's definitely keep in touch. And so lo and behold, we kept in touch every now and then should reach out. I think it was January or February. She reached out and said, there's an event I really want to recommend you for. What do you think? And the event was basically for me to speak as one of the keynote panelists for, um, a philanthropic gathering of some of the most powerful African grant makers in New York City the following year in May. And that opportunity was so important because I had visibility to be able to speak about the work that I was doing in Sierra Leone and with women entrepreneurs and just my life's journey and really being able to connect with key decision makers as it relates to resource mobilization and funding and support. And so it's so important because she didn't know me and she felt comfortable vouching for me. So I want to challenge you all that there are people that you know and you know opportunities that will be best for them and you sit on the opportunity for one reason or another. You don't share. You don't say anything. And I want to challenge you to change that notion. I want to challenge you to, to really think of people who you can vouch for opportunities for because you never know what door you could be opening for somebody. This was something I needed in that season. My organization needed in that season. We needed to expand networks and really having that direct recommendation and vouching from this amazing woman just really changed the game for me and for my work. The next thing I want to talk about is making introductions for people, for other women into spaces and networks. If someone asks you to make an introduction, so long as you can vouch for character and their work, make the introduction. Don't hesitate. Don't pull back. I recently got accepted into a women's fellowship that I attended uh, this past November and one of their core values was the importance of making sure that you always find ways to support each other. And I thought one of the examples that they gave was this thing of like, don't no if, ands, or buts. If somebody, if you feel like somebody needs to be recommended into something, just recommend them and make those positive connections, right? So some of the connections that I have made uh, this year has been because a sister of mine said, let me introduce you to this network. Let me connect you to this person who's in charge of this space. Let me connect you here because I think your organization would be good for it. Let me send this email. So if you ever are talking to some another woman and you can sense that there is some type of challenge um, in something she's trying to overcome in her work and you have access to a network or people that can potentially help her overcome those hurdles, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Open up. Make an introduction email and say, hey, I met this amazing woman. I think she would be great for you to talk to her. I suggest talking to her and be very clear about the relationship expectations. 
One of the other things I've seen is sometimes people will make introductions, but they don't communicate to both sides to say, hey, I'm making an introduction of this person to you because I think you can add value to this and she can add value to this of yours. Be very clear about what the relationship is and how you're setting it up so that both people are very clear on what to expect in the first conversation that they have and kind of let everything flow. I remember, um, I'll give an example. A good student who is now a sister of mine was looking for work and she had just graduated from Columbia and just somebody who I truly, truly have always wanted to see her win because I just really like her spirit. And she reached out just about a year ago and said, Hey, you know, professor, I'm really looking for opportunities, etc." And I was able to connect her. You know, she was looking for an opportunity in a particular location. And I was able to connect her with a colleague of mine who then was able to really connect her to a larger network in the region where she was looking for opportunities. And about six months later, after that connection, she got the job of her dreams. Now, I'm not saying I had anything to do with that other than being obedient to the voice of God to make this connection for this colleague of mine. But I just want to encourage us to do those things because that in itself is a sense of sacrifice and seed sowing. And y'all know how big I am on seed sowing. The next thing I want to talk about is the importance of offering a listing ear to each other. And when I say a listening ear, I'm saying like truly being there for each other, not just to respond, but to be there. I can't tell you how many times I was trying to figure something out this year and having the right listening ear meant everything. And when I say the right listening ear, I'm not saying like somebody who's just going to listen to respond or somebody who has a prescriptive to respond to you. I have a colleague that every time you share something, she already has like a cookie cutter box um, solution. And she probably thinks she's being really helpful, but I don't find her um, solutions helpful because they seem really cookie cutter, right? Versus somebody who's really listening to you and saying, wow, let me see if I hear you clearly. These are the challenges that you're going through. How could I offer support, right? So it's a different type of a skill set. And I think we have to develop that if you really want to build strong community and thriving communities of women. I also... um, Recently, when I was um, in Mexico attending a convening, met an amazing woman who I had been expressing some really serious work challenges, and I just needed a space to really brainstorm what to do and how to move forward. Well, not only did she listen to me, she listened to me, she heard me, she was able to revert back what I had shared with her and also speak to the, the, the challenge and the frustration and the pain I was going through. And then because she was able to listen, she realized that, oh my God, this is something I've been through and I can offer solutions as to how I dealt with it. And it tremendously helped me. It helped me to the point where I was able to kind of make the next steps that I needed to make for my current workplace. The next thing I want to talk about is providing tips for each other for growth through honesty and positive, authentic feedback. I think sometimes we don't feel comfortable giving each other feedback as women. Sometimes we, we, we want to be fluffy with each other or we don't want to be direct. But honestly, the places that I've grown the most have been where women challenge me and are direct and let me know where I'm wrong. And I think so, we sometimes have to disarm ourselves by being open to feedback. This year, there was a particular conversation I had with a sister of mine who I work in a, in a space with. And she called me out on a, on a decision I had made that probably wasn't in the best interest of 
the work and in the best interest. But in the, at the time, I thought I was honoring you know, the, the, the privacy of the person who divulged the information. However, there was impact that came with that. And so my sister who knew me and my sister friend who knows me was able to say, well, I think you could have approached it this way. My partner even gave me feedback and said, I think you could have done this X, Y, and Z. And I, I received it. I received it because sometimes we, if in order to grow, we have to swallow tough things that people tell us. And it doesn't mean that they don't like you. It means actually that the more tough the feedback is, the more love that person has for you, right? The more they care about the relationship, right? This was something that almost put my relationship with this person in jeopardy. And really getting that feedback from them really helped me to know, okay, this is how I would better address the situation in the future. So definitely find ways to help each other grow by giving each other other women feedback, whether it's women that you work with, whether it's women that are your friends, whether it's women that are not even in your circuit, but you get to interact with. The next thing I want to talk about is the importance of encouraging each other to stay in healthy situations and not toxic ones. It's really good to have a community of women who support healthy choices and encourage each other to remove ourselves from toxic ones. You know, there have been several times where I've had to, you know, share insights on how I've navigated out of toxic situations, whether it's with family, whether it's within um, a church, whether it's within relationships with people. I've been through similar situations as other women. So being able to really give that feedback to say, hey, why don't you take a step back and think about what is best for you and what's going to enable you to thrive as a woman, you know? And I've been able to get this feedback as well from other women. I remember there was a time and a season I was going through a really tough time with a previous um, church and ministry I was a part of, you know, like it was just a really toxic space. It just was not helpful in any way for my growth as a Christian. And I remember speaking to a big sister of mine and she said, you know, I had just left the church at that time. And she said to me, you know, this may feel like, you're kind of in the limbo, but take this as in your me- in the meantime. So what are you doing in the meantime as you wait on God to let you know what is next for your life? And that was such a life-changing thing for me, you know, and that particular sister really helped me kind of push out of that situation that wasn't healthy for me at that church. So the next thing I want to talk about is the importance of investing financially in other women. There's... um. An article that talks about the fact that I think only 3% of venture capitalist money goes to women-owned businesses. So that speaks a lot to what's happening in the investment space. Number one, we know that VCs are mostly kind of white male uh, occupied spaces. I mean, we're starting to see women really taking uh, hold of that market and things like that. But, you know, really this focus of investing in other women. As you all know, I sit on the board for the African Women's Development Fund USA, which is a grant-making philanthropic organization that is partner to the mothership, which is based in Ghana, which is the African Women's Development Fund. And AWDF has existed for the last, you know, kind of 20 years, really putting their mouth where their money is and their money where their mouth is. What I mean by that is being intentional about where the resources go to really fueling the African feminist movement and investing in African women's organizations. And seeing that has really changed my perspective on what it means to invest. 
I also know that when my organization, Giselle, started Girls Empowerment Sierra Leone, the people who invested the most in Giselle were Sierra Leonean women, right? Like from the board to the people who would show up at our events to the people who had networks to get us space, etc. So I know the 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 magnitude of what it means for women to invest in each other. And like I say, I always say start with the basics. It doesn't have to be you have a thousand dollars that you invest and things like that. Yes, if you have, you know, various types of um <clears throat> savings, revenues and and things like that, then definitely think of things like gender lens investing, which is like a big topic that's happening now. Really, you know, investment firms guiding women and women owned firms guiding women uh, clients and men to think of women-owned companies that they'd, they'd like to invest in and be more proactive about where they put their money in the market. So I think the same thing goes for just one of the things I try to do every year is I pick three women-owned businesses or organizations and I invest in them. Whether it's I buy something or I put a donation, I really try to follow that, that um, you know, principle for myself as well, not just in my work, but in my personal space. So another example is because this topic is so dear to me as um, a budding philanthropist, I like to call myself, this year I was accepted to a very prestigious women's leadership fellowship. And the fellowship costs over $10,000 plus. And truly, I was only able to afford probably 10% of that fellowship, right? And the reason why I, I got in, the reason why I was able to attend the fellowship was because women invested, right? Women within the organization who are at the leadership level invested, partner organizations to my organization invested in me attending. So I was able to attend and I'm able to participate in this fellowship, which is a one-year fellowship for free. And this wouldn't have happened without women really supporting me and saying, I believe in you, go forth and be great, right? So I really see this, this aspect also as an aspect of seed sowing, and I've talked about it in the past, you know, think of who you can support throughout the year financially. It can be, it doesn't have to be a gazillion dollars. It just has to be your intention of where you're putting your money. The last but not least is speaking highly of other women when they aren't around, right? So I talked about this in my recent article I wrote via LinkedIn uh, for the 16 Days of Activism campaign. We recently attended, as part of the fellowship, we attended this workshop called Stand and Deliver, which is basically a workshop to teach people how to deliver powerful um, speeches and have powerful conversations that have impact. And one of the activities we did was this activity called Positive Gossip, where you went around the room and found different people and spoke positively about people who you had interacted with throughout the day. And so that combined with another activity that I did in October that had to do with this idea of showing delighted attention about people and speaking highly of people has really set the stage for me pushing myself next year to speak even more highly of other women and also being conscientious when gossip comes my way of anyone in my community or not in my community, being able to shift the conversation to say, well, what is this person doing positively that we can talk about? And so I think it's important to speak highly of other women and say, hey, have you met so-and-so? She has this amazing company and she's doing this amazing work and she has such a beautiful spirit. This is where, honestly, the yearning for my platform in 2012, Women Change Africa, came about. I love to share positive stories and information about women who I find amazing and inspiring and who also just have good character. 
And so talk about other women, speak positively about them, and you'll see a shift happen around you. So I wanted to highlight a few of the benefits that I believe personally are important when we're building a flourishing community of women. The first is you truly build a a community of powerful, positive women who are concerned with each other winning. What happens when you start to kind of practice this in practicality is that you start to see that there are truly women in your community who are willing to do anything for you as you are for them right? The next thing is like, you really grow your ventures together. It's not about competing. It's really about how can I help you? How can I support you to see your business grow, to see your organization grow, to see you grow as a person and really having that intention. The third is you just feel more quote unquote, well-rounded, right? It's not just about your business. It's not just about your organization. It's also about just who you are as a person and the women that are around you that help you and challenge you to grow. So I want to leave you with this. This upcoming 2020, I challenge you to take on what I'm calling the three women challenge. Think of three women who are not in your circle that you'll benefit absolutely nothing from, but you want to support. Think of three solid ways that you can support those women and highlight three times during the year that you'll be intentional about that support. So I'll give you an example. Let's say there's a woman who has an organization in Chile that works with, you know, indigenous women um, as it relates to violence against women. And she's perhaps not directly within your circle, but she's somebody that you know. Think of a way that you're going to support her. Are you going to find a way to help tell her story in other platforms if that is a strength of yours? For me, that's one way I would say I would do, right? I would think of a platform that would be great to tell this person's story, try to curate their story. That's one way I could help them. Another way could be maybe I find, you know, a group of people, tell them, give them information about a program that may be helpful for them. Another way I may help them is connect them to one person within my network that I think will be helpful for them, right? And then throughout the year, I'll say, okay, maybe closer to March, the CSW, I'm going to do this for this person. Closer to the summertime, I'm going to do this. Closer to the, uh, you know, kind of the fall season, I'm going to do this and being very intentional about it. So who are your three women that you're really going to support this year? And what does that support look like? I truly challenge each and every single one of us to begin to think of how we show up for each other, how we flourish each other's communities, how we thrive amongst each other. And these are just some tips. And what I really, truly want to do in, in, in my, my last episode for this year, which I won't, I, I won't share much about, is to really go deeper with this topic and, and, and give some more prime examples of what that truly has looked like and celebrate those women who have shown up for me. So I want to encourage you to do that in this season. I want to encourage you to also, in addition to what you're going to do in 2020, take a step back and think of three women who have been intentional about supporting you this year. Show them gratitude. Think of a way to show gratitude, whether it's you tag them online on a post, whether it's you send an email, a thorough email in a form of a letter, whether it's a handwritten letter. Some We don't do this anymore, but those things are so critical. Or whether it's, you know, you pay them a visit, you send them a small gift, whatever it is, try to show gratitude and you'll see how it all comes back to you and it all comes back to your community. And you all of a sudden you have this buzzing, thriving, amazing community of women who are just 
amazing and supporting each other all to the glory of the kingdom of God. So yeah, that is my, my challenge for you this season. Show up for other women and thank those who have shown up for you. Thank you all so much for coming along season two. You know, it's really truly been the holiday season. So between traveling for this fellowship uh, last month, I haven't really been able to do my twice a month episodes, but you've stuck with me. And I know some of you have been listening through Spotify. Some of you have been listening through um, iTunes on Apple. Keep listening, keep sharing. You know, there's a lot more to come. And I thank God for how he's using me through this podcast and through this season. I thank God for all of you. And I pray that, you know, this holiday season is gentle to each and every single one of you and everything that you're believing God for will come to pass in your lives. I I pray for peace over your minds in this holiday season and for abundance and for blessings over your minds in this holiday season. And I pray for new fruitful relationships with other women and other communities that will help you thrive and become your best self. Once again, this is Moyatu Banyakista, and you've been listening to Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. Happy holidays and see you soon.